I have a, uh, I'm really thankful to y'all for coming. Goodness. Hi, Karen. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just want to say how humble I am walking to you guys have done. Um, but also how humble I am to have this guest speaker. And for those of you who, who know me, um, um, this is a guy who helped make me who I am. Just really, you know, we, we had a little session this afternoon where we got to talk about this Holy Spirit conference, and Paul was one that put it on and uh, had it at him. And then I later went to, to live with him and his family. So I don't recognize the ringtone, but I figured it'd be his wife. <laughs> She's the most incredible woman. But Paul taught me how to fight, how to fight for the right things. You see, I was, a, I was a runner, and I was a lot of things until I went to the ranch. And it wasn't like the Boys and Girls Ranch. It was, it was a ranch where, uh, where folks trying to learn who Jesus Christ were, or who he was, they went. And every one of us were transformed. So... Me too. <laughs> and it's just such a blessing to have him down, you know, when, you, when you're young in your faith and you don't dream don't dream big dreams, but I want to encourage each and every one of you to dream big dreams, that if God's placing it on your heart, dream it, dream it, start taking the steps, start taking the steps, because it's my prayer that as a church rises up in America, as the church rises up in Portage, that we all learn to work together, we all learn to walk together, because we're all one family, I don't care if you're Catholic, I don't care what you are, what faith, what church, I don't give a rip or a stinky do. If we don't start working together, we'll start walking away together. Amen. Right? Yep. So we start walking together, we start working together, we start praying together, we start believing God for miracles together. And in that, each and every one of you are going to grow. So you're, you're babies now, but you're babies giving birth giving birth to the dreams and visions that the Father has for you, and he has them for each and every one of you. Not one of you is outside of the scope and the glory and the beauty of God the Father. That is something I learned in seminary. I joke and call it cemetery. <laughs> right? Because you go there to lose your faith and you learn theology. Yeah. And unfortunately, a lot of pastors have done that. But Paul's helped out a lot of people. So I just said, you guys could just give me a warm welcome to my friends and Okay. Not often that I get introduced by a pastor who's barefoot. That's a new one for me. I, I like this place. That was wonderful worship together, and I am proud of you, Fred, proud of what you're doing here. It's fun to watch you lead and sing. You guys like him? Yeah. Good. 
Pardon? I said he's a keeper. He's a keeper. That's good to know. Yeah. Okay. Excuse me for a second. Call mom. My wife would love to be here, and when she's not here, I like her at least to pray for me and pray for you. So, Hello. I think I heard her. Uh, Karen. Yes. You'd be proud of Fred as he leads this church barefoot. <laughs> and. Uh, he played the guitar and helped in the singing and the worship time. It was sweet. She's a worshiper too, so she would be wonderful. right in. So it is wonderful. So, how'd you like to pray well, for me? Yeah, and can I just read in, in prayer uh, from Psalm 116, verse 5. The Lord is gracious and righteous we know melodies with this uh with these words and our god is full of compassion and be at rest once more oh my soul for the lord has been good to you mm -hmm. i will sacrifice a thank offering and uh, to, to you call upon the name of the lord and then you know i was reading from john uh, today and uh, Jesus was walking on the water, and there was a strong wind blowing. And the waters were growing rough. And, and, you know, this is how it feels in our nation right now. And But then Jesus said to them, don't be afraid. Mm -hmm. So, Lord, uh, the song that came to me as I was praying about what to, what to sing over everyone, I wanted to sing in the spirit. But the words, of course, bless the Lord of my soul. Uh, you know, the, the song we sing, Bless the Lord, oh my soul, oh my, oh my soul, worship his holy name, holy name. Sing like never before. Mm -hmm. I worship your holy name. Go yanamasha wa yawana, ki yanamasha takari yawana, kotokoromasha toromayaya. For your glory, for your glory, we worship you. We love you and we bless you, O Lord. Oh, thank you, thank you. Kaya Ramasha Wanya, Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, honey. Amen. Okay. Yes. Hi, thank Naomi. you. Oh, Naomi. Hi, Naomi. Hi, Naomi. See you guys Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening sometime. Okay. Bless okay. you all. Love you. Thank you. Say bye to Karen. Bye, bye, bye Karen. Okay. Bye, bye. So we've got uh, six kids. They know Fred. In fact, I wasn't sure whether you you were actually living because we had so many. And I asked Andrew, and he said, "Yeah." Yeah, you, you were there. So, uh, Andrew is our firstborn. He's a pilot. And I guarantee you, when he's flown, 
He's always had two wings. It would be very difficult to fly with one wing. I don't think he'd ever try it. The Bible talks about flying with two wings. Let this be the fruit of the Spirit. Let this be the gifts of the Spirit. We fly with two wings. There are those that have a strong emphasis on the gifts, and it's all about the gifts. It's not all about the gifts. But it's not all about the fruit either. Whoops. <laughs> we need both the fruit and the gifts. Paul was talking to a church in Corinth that was messing up. Their, their fruit wasn't showing. It's interesting how he greets them in 1 Corinthians. He says, uh, first chapter, I thank, give thanks to my God because the grace of God was given you in Christ that in every way you're enriched in him in all speech and in all knowledge, even as the testimony about Christ was confirmed among you so that you are not lacking in any gift. That's the only time he introduces himself to any church like that. You're not lacking in any gift. Well, what were they lacking in? He goes on a few few. Verses later, I appeal to you. He, he gets hot real quick. He never gets hot when he writes to the Philippians. Oh my, he's so happy with the Philippians. He just is so thankful for the way they are. He gets real hot with the Galatians. I'm appalled! And now he's, he's not quite that upset, but he's upset with the Corinthians because they were messing up. The gifts were something like toys for them. And he says, that there be no divisions among you, but that you be united in the same mind and same judgment. For it has been reported to me by Chloe's people that they are quarreling among you, my brothers. What I mean is that each of you says, I follow Paul, I follow Paul. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? And it goes on, chapter 3. I could not address you as spiritual people, but as babes, infants. I fed you with milk, not solid food, for you are not ready for it. Even now you're not ready, still of the flesh, for there is jealousy and strife. So he's dealing with some heavy-duty issues in Corinth. And then he gets to chapter 7, and he says, Now concerning the matters about which you wrote. So they wrote to him, and they had questions. So how he responds now tells us what their questions were. He talks about sexual relations in chapter 7. Chapter 8, about food offered to idols. Chapter 11, about head coverings and Lord's Supper. Then in chapter 12, listen to this, now concerning spiritual gifts. So they asked him about spiritual gifts. So he's getting to that issue. You asked about gifts, so I'm going to talk to you. The place where you hear more about the gifts of the Spirit 
than any other place in the Bible is right here, chapter 12 and chapter 14. Now, Paul could have said, I'm not going to talk about the gifts because that's what you're all thinking about. And you're messed up. You're not mature. But he talks about gifts in a way that hopefully they can walk in a way of unity. So now concerning spiritual gifts, interesting that the love chapter is tucked right in here. Isn't that interesting? That the two chapters that talk more about the gifts of the Spirit than any other place in the Bible are bookends for his talk about love. It's the context of gifts. Listen, if I speak in the tongue of men or of angels. So he's talking about gifts. But about the motivation for the manifestation. If we see the gifts without love, what are they? No, just noise. Ah, ah, I don't like that. That's terrible. Ugh, stop it. Don't do that. And then after this wonderful love chapter, chapter 13, he's back to the gifts. He says, pursue love. So he's going back to that chapter and earnestly desire. Greek word there is zelao. What does that sound like? Be zealous. So he's not tolerating the gifts. He's really zealous. He wants them to be zealous for the gifts. But he wants them to fly with two wings so they don't crash. We had a guy come to our church and spoke. I thought he did a good job. An elder who was more mature than I was said, if he doesn't change his tone, he's going to crash and burn. He saw I didn't. His name was Mark. He messed up bad. Divorced his wife and uh, left uh, a trail, a messy trail in his path. So he, he was good on the gifts, but he sure was messed up on the fruit. So my question for you, just think about it. I, have you, you have a strength in one, or one of those areas or the other. We really want to be strong in both, don't we? We want to live out 1 Corinthians 13. But we also want to be strong in the gifts. So I just want to walk us through 1 Corinthians 14 as we look at two, the two most common gifts. Uh, we'll talk about them, and then we'll pray that the Lord will release Release prophecy in your midst. Release the gift of tongues in your midst. Pursue love and earnestly desire. So my question for you is, would you say that that applies to you? Would you say that you are zealous for the gifts? Because that's Paul's exhortation here. I want to prove to Paul, prove to God, that I'm zealous for the gifts of the Spirit. That would be a, a good thing if I was really wanting the gifts. Not just, well, yeah, 
be God's will. No, I want to be zealous, especially that you may prophesy. So, what is prophecy? Would it help to have a beard to prophesy? Would it, that, it doesn't matter? What is it? We had a guy that came and he didn't prophesy over people, but he taught, he taught us how to prophesy. And here's what he said. Say what you see. And I thought, boy, that was, that's really good. But you're not seeing with these eyes. You're seeing with your heart. And if you're seeing with your heart, then you say what you see. After Larry had been there, my kids were saying, I could do that. They didn't say that when John Paul Jackson was here, when Rick Joyner was. <laughs> they were wonderful. They did, it was wonderful having them. But I want to learn how to do it, don't you? I want to learn how to prophesy. I want to learn why. For the one who speaks in a tongue speaks not to men, but to God. For no one understands him, but he utters mysteries. Now, that's not mystery in the way we understand mysteries. Not spooky, not hard to understand. Mysteries is that content of God's word, God's will that has been hidden and now being revealed. It's coming into the opening. It's a mystery. And yet now we can understand it and take it in. Yet there's mysteries in the spirit. Wow. That's mysteries in the spirit. On the other hand, the one who prophesies speaks to people for their upbuilding and encouragement and consolation. I used to think, as a younger believer, that prophecy was to call people out. It's not. It's not it's to build them up. It's to encourage them. It's to strengthen them. Three good purposes. The one who speaks in a tongue builds himself up. Are you kidding me? Did you hear what it just said? The one who speaks in a tongue builds himself up. So how much do I want to be built up? I could be built up for two minutes a day. That would work. I I was going to say I like to do exercises. Sometimes I like to do exercise, but I do exercises. And why do I do them? Because I want to be built up. I do exercises because it does something for me. Right? And not to, I'm going to get older faster. So he that does exercises builds himself up. He that speaks in tongues builds himself up. 
That's fantastic. So if I want two minutes worth of building myself up, I speak in tongues. How about if about an hour? I'm really being built up. That's a tremendous gift. If I speak in tongues, I build. I can't get over that. I'm sharing with you now. I can't get over that. How wonderful that is. That I'm exercising my spirit every single time I speak in tongues. Do I know what I'm saying? No. Not always. Once in a while I get an idea. My wife, I knew she was going to do that. I didn't tell her to. But I knew she was going to. Because she loves to sing in the spirit. She'll do it around the house. She'll sing in tongues. Why? Because she's being built up. Are you getting it? Do you need a little more encouragement in God, in, the, in your life, in Christ? Do you need more encouragement? Speak in tongues. Now, you may say, I haven't got that gift. Well, then let's ask for it tonight. If you don't have it, we'll just pray. And you'll get it. So, if you ask in the will of the Father, you get what you're asking for. And this is his will. And so, we'll just, we'll go for it. The one who speaks in a tongue builds himself up. I just love that phrase. And then listen to this one. The one who prophesies builds up the church. So, if, if you have the gift of prophesy, prophesying, you're going to build up this, the people here. That's good to know. It's good to know that if God gives you the gift, it's not to tear anybody down, it's not to point something out in their life that's wrong, it's not to open up some issue, it's to encourage them, and when you encourage them, you are building the church. Phenomenal, two phenomenal gifts here that are available to the people of God. The one who prophesies builds up the church. Now, Paul says, now I want you all to speak in tongues. Greatest apostle that ever lived just said, he wants us all to speak in tongues. So, if he says that, I kind of agree with him. I want to speak in tongues. Now, I want you all, but even more, to prophesy. The reason I'm going through this is my hope is when we get through this, you'll say, I want to prophesy. I want to know how to do that. And you say, man, I've never thought about that. I I never thought I could do it. Well, according to Paul, you can. That you can open your heart and desire it, get prayer, and God releases that. And then you have a part in building up the people of God. You can do that in a variety of ways. You can do it through worship. Thank you for the worship, Grant, Fred. Thank you for leading us. You can, you can encourage others in a variety of ways. You can, of course, you can do it in English. You can prophesy and build up. The one who prophesies is greater than the one who speaks in tongues unless someone interprets so that the church is built up. Skipping down to verse 13. Therefore, the one who speaks in a tongue should pray that he may interpret. 
For if I speak in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my mind is unfruitful. They have done tests to see what kind of sound, kind of brave brain waves are taking place when you speak in tongues. When you're speaking in tongues, it's absolutely flat. There's no brain activity. It doesn't take my brain. I'm not using my brain to speak in tongues. I'm using my spirit. It's an incredible gift that God gives us. So our spirit is stirred up, but our mind, according to this, is, is fruitless. In other words, it's, it's not functioning. What will I do? I'll pray with my spirit, and I'll pray with my mind also. I will sing. Karen must have read this verse. I will sing with my spirit, but I also sing with my mind. Down verse 18, I thank God that I speak in tongues more than all of you. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this, but I'm hoping when I meet Paul, I'm hoping I can say, Paul, I spoke in tongues more than you did. <laughs> I don't know if, that'll, if, if that's going to happen. I, I, I've lived longer than he lived, so maybe, maybe I'll be an advantage, but I think that when he was walking from Turkey to Greece, he was probably speaking in tongues for 10 hours, most likely. And so uh, I probably have some catching up to do. Uh, at least the people he knew, he knew he spoke in tongues more native, which means that he spoke in tongues all the time, right? The greatest man, whoever, the greatest apostle who ever lived, spoke in tongues all the time. I want to copy him. I want to be like him. So I want to speak in tongues. I want to get up in the morning, I want to speak in tongues. I want to go to bed at night, I want to speak in tongues. I want to speak in tongues. My wife outdoes it with me. We're, we're getting in the car, she starts singing in the spirit. It's, uh, she loves music, I love it music. And so she sings, and she sings in tongues a lot. So uh, maybe the two of us together can outdo Paul. I thank God that I speak in tongues more than all of you. Nevertheless, in church, I would rather speak five words with my mind in order to instruct others than 10,000 words in a tongue. We're missing something in our churches, in the church that I'm a part of. We're missing something. It's prophecy on Sunday morning. It belongs when we come together in a, in a session like this. Prophecy belongs in a place like this, a small group. Paul knows a lot about this. And so he wants us to fly with both wings so that we don't crash. He wants us to have the motivation of love and he wants us to walk in the gifts of the Spirit. You got any thoughts about that? Come back with me now. Uh, questions? Ask some questions. Give some comments. Let's talk together. How does this sound?
Sound like a good idea for this church? So if we pray that we grow in the gift of prophecy, that'd be a good thing, wouldn't it? Probably be good if, if there are those who don't speak in tongues just to pray for them that they speak in tongues. When I was in high school, I was thinking, what weird, how is that? That's weird. And I, I didn't want it. I was a Christian. My dad was a pastor and a good pastor. But somehow I got the idea that that's strange. Speaking in tongues, I don't know how to, what, those are weird people. Then something happened after I graduated from high school. And I, I, I changed my outlook. And I said, I really want to speak in tongues. I found myself at a Bible camp. And uh, the adults had gone to bed. And I went to Alan Hansen, who ran the camp. And I said, Alan, I'd really like to speak in tongues. And he said, OK. How about we do that tomorrow? And I wasn't a pushy kid, but I said, I'd really like to have prayer tonight. And he said, okay. I said, I'll go, I'll go and round up some kids. And he said, okay, I'll meet you out by the pool. And there were 20 of us went out by the pool and Alan we were sitting in a, a group and he talked kind of quietly. We could all hear him. And he explained to us what I'm explaining to you now. That this is a positive gift. It's a gift for the people of God. A gift for those who want to be built up. And I, I was wanting to sign on right away. And he said, I'm going to pray for you and uh, you'll receive the gift of tongues. You'll be filled with the Spirit, asking the Spirit to come, fill you, and you'll speak in tongues. I was ready. He started at the other side of the circle. <laughs> and I was hoping he'd start right here. And I could see as he prayed with people. He didn't do any gyrations, just put a hand. I can't remember if it was on our head or on our shoulder, but it was very quiet. And he prayed for the Spirit to come, the Spirit to come upon us, and then for us to be released in the gift of tongues, and I could hear it start happening. And I wanted to say, hurry up, Alan. And he came around, came to me, just gently put his hands on me, and he prayed I was ready. God had prepared me. So thankful. I was 18. That was 60 years ago. I'm 78. And now it's more precious, it's more real, it's more alive. My life, do it a lot. Don't do it enough, but I do it. And so I desire it. And Paul desires it, God desires it for you. If this is not something you've stepped into yet, that you enter into it. So I want to pray for you. But then he talks about prayer.
prophecy too, which is another component that I didn't know about. I thought prophecy, that's for ultra-Pentecostals. That, that sounds different. No, that's for the people of God. To encourage one another in a language that they know. To speak words of encouragement, comfort, consolation. Those are powerful words. How can I encourage other people? But what they get the prophecy is one way to do it. Build them up. As I'm a pastor. I want to build up people. How can I do it? Well, I speak in tongues, so I'm built up. So I'm not, it's about, not about me. I don't want it to be about me. So I build, build myself up. I do my exercises so that when I'm with people, I'm asking God, do you have anything to say to them? I ask that question a lot. What do you want to say to these people? What do you want to say to this person? What do you want to say to this person who just knocked at my door? Do you have anything to say to this guy who's wanting to sell me something? Do you have anything to say to my neighbors? You don't have to announce that it's a prophecy. Hey, I've got a prophetic word. Oh, <laughs> thanks anyway. No, can I just share something with you that, that uh, I think may be of encouragement to you? You don't announce that it's a prophetic word. You just say, I think I might have something to share with you. And then you give them what you saw as you were praying for them. I just had this picture. And the picture was of you on a boat and it got in trouble, but then it, it righted itself. I can't believe that you're saying that. Because something like that happened to me recently. And you end up encouraging something, someone, with a simple word. You say what you see. My kids do it. They're teaching their grandkids. They're, they're our grandkids to say what you see. So, you can look at someone, but then you can be praying in the Spirit and saying, God, what are you letting me see here? It's a tool for prayer, and it's a tool for prophecy. How many of you have experienced some level of what I'm talking about here in terms of prophecy. How many would say that you've experienced prophecy? Wow, a lot of you, wow, okay. How many of you have experienced the gift of tongues? Okay, again, a lot of you. Well, what I'd like to, yeah. How do you get out of your mind? Good question, anybody wanna answer that? How do you get out of your mind? Because that's, that's easy to be caught in your mind. Anybody have an answer for the pastor here? How do you get... Pardon? What, how I got out of my mind was little by little. As I, I knew that it wasn't the mind thing. And so it took me some time. But now my mind does not interfere. 
It does not interfere. When I say, okay, I want to prophesy, I want to get a word for this person, I, I'm there. I'm there, and I'm looking. I'm, I'm looking. What am I looking for? I'm looking for whatever, whatever God wants to give me, whatever kind of picture God wants to give me. I'm looking, and I'm saying, God, what are you going to say? What do you want to say? So, I am, uh, I'm asking, and I, I don't trip over my mind, but that's a good question, that it's possible to, to be so involved with your mind. And I think that's where speaking in tongues help, because you're not, you're not using your mind. When you, well, the more you speak in tongues, I think the more you'll prophesy. That's kind of the one I was thinking about, is so oftentimes I hear that it just doesn't make any sense, so I can't speak it. Mm. Because the mind wants to think normal yeah. uh, or natural, mm -hmm. and tongues is supernatural. Mm -hmm. So how, how would you help anybody to get beyond that, to move beyond that, if they want to receive that gift? But they, every time they go, every time they start, it just sounds stupid, so they stop. Every time they speak in tongues or every time they try to prophesy? Every time they try to speak in tongues. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen that to be, uh, to be a problem in the people I've prayed for. Once they start, okay. they, get, they get that engine running and that they, they go. But uh, we'll see how we do here when we pray. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. So... I've never spoken in tongues, so I'm just coming from a different place of under, trying to understand it. But when you, so there, I have learned that some people, when they are only visual, so like when you go into sozo, like you either can visualize things or your words, and so like you can't see picture. Um, so if you struggle with that um, and only see words, then how would you be able to prophesy to somebody else if it's not a picture that you're seeing? Mm -hmm. I th you, can, you can be given a feeling or an impression. It's not just seeing something, it's feeling something. I have prayed and I feel a, a heaviness come over me, a depression are longing, I, I feel certain things, and I say, oh, this person, they're missing something, they're regretting something. There's something that's out of, out of adjustment, and so I, I begin to walk into that, and sure enough. So it, it doesn't have to be the visual, it can be sensing, feeling. Sure. You're probably good at that. I am good at that. Yeah. 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 I have empathy. Yeah, yeah. Well, you'd be good at it then. That's why I was asked because I, uh, my the life coach that I have met and we did sozo. That's what really we learned is I don't see anything ever. I never have. Yeah, yeah, no, so, not necessary. Empathy is an interesting word. In suffering, m in pathos, suffering that you are willing to step into people's suffering and feel what they feel. That's a, that's a huge gift for prophesying. So if you don't see it, but you feel it, that that works just fine. Yeah. Other thoughts or questions? 
<coughs> yes, sir. One thing, uh, no. years ago Don't when uh, I was blessed with the gift of uh, tongues, one thing that I learned that helped me get past that fear of praying or speaking yeah. in tongues was the disconnect where letting it, you know that it's the spirit. You can read scripture at the same time while you're either speaking or praying in tongues because it, it shows the disconnect between the spirit and your mind. That's true. You can, you can watch TV. You can listen to music. You can write things while you're speaking in tongues. It's such an incredible gift that it, this is in neutral, and so you can do all those other things. Thank you. Yeah. Anybody else? Question, comment? Sorry. Yeah. I'm full of them. I've waited 45 years. Uh, so you're you're gonna have a good night. <laughs> this is this is gonna this we're gonna. So yeah. uh, what other question they have? So if you say that it's a gift, is everyone given that gift? What gift? So use the gift of uh, tongues. Tongues. Paul said, "I thank God, God that I speak in tongues more than you all." He wouldn't add to that. Yeah, but some of you can't speak in tongues. So I he said, I want you all to speak in tongues. He wants everyone. That gift is available to everyone. Gotcha. And it sounds like prophecy is too. For you can all prophesy, he says. So, you, you're on a roll. You, you got any more well, questions? I'm speaking for him too. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. She always puts me on the spot. Yeah. Yeah. I sit here quiet. Are you I dad? Any interaction? <laughs> You're Henry. Hi, Henry. Hi. Yeah. This is fun. Yeah. Go for it. Indeed, it can be the same, but it's often different. I know some people who are really gifted in prayer and intercession, and they don't know that prophecy exists, but they're really gifted in prayer and in caring for others. But if you add the prophetic and the tongues uh, element to those things, it just makes that person all the more strong. And that's for most of us. That's, that's the way it is for all of us. Yeah. Yeah, that that's, that that's actually the purpose of it. Once in a while, Paul says, we, we can have a tongue or two on a Sunday morning, on, on, uh, but it's primarily, when I exercise, I'm by myself. When I'm, when I'm working out, no one else is around. When I'm speaking in tongues, uh, my wife maybe, but I'm, I'm usually doing it privately. I'm building myself up that way. So it's not to be done with others out loud in church. Unless y'all are doing it together. Yeah. Yes. Wonderful.
Sir, oh, you're going to take your turn now. Okay, come on, Henry, go for it. Okay. Yeah, that's right. You know, she she's she's a good leader. Yeah. Um, okay. So, is speaking in tongues uh, always audible? It doesn't have to be. I can I can speak in tongues in my mind. I mean, I'm not using my mind, but I inside. Yeah. I know yeah. It's easier when you speak and, and you make the sounds, you can go faster, but I can do it. Not real well, but I can do it. Thank you for being willing to have this q and I'm enjoying this. So what we want to do is we want to pray for one another and like we did at Camp Seely, I just got together, the adults had gone to bed, so we just got the younger people together and we went out by the pool and there were 20 of us. It seemed like there were about 15 or so that uh, didn't, hadn't spoken in tongues yet. So we'll pray one at a time for uh, tongues, and then we'll pray for prophecy. So uh, if you want the gift of tongues, how about if we, we come together right here in the middle? So if you're comfortable just getting out of your chairs and coming in here, way to go, right away. Say step up, come on, come on, right in here. That is red hair, <laughs> wow. That looks nice. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Anybody else? Tongues. We're praying for right in here. Come on, Henry. Okay, man. We're, we're, we're coming here. Yeah. Okay. We, let's. There were a couple. There were a couple more that uh, that uh, I think had said that they don't speak in tongues yet. So feel free. We're not, we're not making this an issue of church membership, but we're si simply making it, this is, a, this is a good opportunity. It's a good opportunity for you to step in. Okay, now, as you look up here, you may know one of these people and you really love them and you wanna support them, so you come and stand behind them, put your hand on them when we pray. And I don't need this for this part, do I? Just go like this. Go boink. Do I just... Now you're muted. You can leave it on. Okay. 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 So... Father, we thank you that you have good gifts for your kids. You love to give us good gifts. Bible says, how much more will the Father give good gifts to those who, it's a big three-letter word, ask. So by your coming up here, you're asking. You're asking to speak in tongues. And so 
what we're going to do is we're going to pray for you. Those who have their hands on you are going to pray for you. And then you're simply going to open your mouth and you're going to start making sounds. And you say, what do I make? It doesn't matter. Yeah. But you just start. And as you step into that, you'll find yourself beginning to speak something. Mm -hmm. So that's basically what you get to do. You, after I've prayed, you're going to open your mouth and you're going to start to japaka tapaka and just make sounds so you can hear it. You don't, you're not whispering. I don't want you to whisper. I want you to speak it so you can hear and the person that's uh, got their hands on you can hear it as well. So any questions about that? Anything you don't understand? And God is going to fill you with his spirit. God's going to envelop you with his love. And... Uh, Another, another word for it is baptizing in the Holy Spirit. He just comes and just, just uh, shows his love to you in a tangible way. And then he releases you in a language that you've never learned. You don't have to study this. You get it from the get-go. So, Father, thank you for these who are bold, who, who know they're loved, who step forward right away and want to step into this gift of the Spirit. Thank you that you've made it available to us. We're blessed that you have enabled us to speak a language that we've never learned and without even our mind being involved, our spirit being involved. Thank you for these friends. Now fill them. Fill them with your Holy Spirit. Fill them. Fill them with your Holy Spirit now, God. Come upon them. Come into their heart. Come into their mind. Come into their thinking. Come into their bodies. Go ahead. He's doing it now. Doing it. He's doing it for you. Come in. Come in. And release in them now a language of praise, a language of prayer. They've never learned, but you give it to them because you love them. Okay, now open your mouth. Open your mouth and just begin to show, just start to speak, just start to speak. We're gonna speak with you. You just start speaking. Shokaka, shokaka, there it is. Kamshatakaja, kojarakaka. Open your mouth. You can't do it without opening your mouth. Shokakakakara, choratakara. So you're already starting. I can see some of you just stepping right into it right away. That's so wonderful. Just, just do it. Shokakara, torapakakashara. Don't do it without, without opening your mouth. Remember to open your mouth and then just let sounds come out. Shopakakashara, koradapakashara, koradapa. Very exciting. Shopakakara. Keep going. Kapakakara. You got to make sounds. Got to let them come out. Let them come out of your mouth. Let, words, words, not English, but words. Shopaka, shepakaka, shodatakara, kodata. You give it a try and it'll happen. You give it a try and it'll start happening. It'll just start coming out of your mouth. Jobarata, shepakaka, jok, kojerapakajara, shodapakaka, shepakara, chondarata paradat, torarapakandara, horarapaka, shepakara, chondarapakarada. Now a little bit louder, just a little bit louder. Turn up the volume just a little bit. 
so we can all do it together. That's it. Everybody doing it? Anybody having trouble with it? Is it happening? Well, let me, let me see. Open your mouth. Let me hear. Let me see it. Show, go, go ahead and do it. Go ahead. And just show it up. Just say it. I don't, I don't care what you're saying. Just open. Start it. That's it. Show it up. Keep. Just keep doing. Not no English. Show it up. Shut off your mind and just, just like you're a little kid. You don't know, you can do it. Anybody can do it. You can do it. I can. I know you can do it. I'm going to stick with you here. Just, just listen to your dad. See, he's just making sounds. Don't try. Don't, don't, don't try. Don't even try. Just do it. Open your mouth and you go like a little kid. A little two-year-old will do this. Jobat, he just makes sounds. That's all you do, is just make sounds. Come on. Yeah, keep on. Now turn it into the syllables. No, just do it. Because God will turn it into a language if you give him that. He'll turn it into a language. Come on, keep going. Don't stop. Don't use your mind. Shut your mind down. This is not your mind. Your mind is not involved in the slightest. So that's why a two-year-old can do it, because it's just making sounds. That's all you have to do. You're thinking. You're thinking. Don't think. Come on, go for it. Chorada chandara, chorada karada, chorada chandara, chandara chandara, chorada chandara, chorada pangara, chandara chandara, chorada chandara, chorada chandara, chorada karatandara, chorada pandara, kebara chandara, chorada, shobara chandara, chorada chandara, chorada. Now, my encouragement to you is don't stop. Every day, speak in tongues. It builds you up. It's like exercising in the spirit, it's like doing your morning, afternoon, evening exercises. Stick with it. Don't put it on the shelf. Don't say, well, that wasn't much. This is much. This is very much. So you continue to exercise it. And you get this, this more you do it, the stronger. So how much should you do it? Well, how much exercise you want? So. Okay. Now we're going to do prophecy. You can sit down, and. Uh, <clears throat> 
So Paul says you can all prophesy. So here's what I'm going to recommend. In a moment, we'll just get into small groups, like groups of three, at the most four. And we'll say what we see. And what do you see? Well, if I sat down and I was just thinking now, I want to pray for Jody. I just look at him until God gives me, right now I'm getting a picture of a tree. And I say, what could that mean? So I'll think about it. Why would I get a picture of a tree for him? And then the Lord will help me, give me an interpretation why I saw a tree. Because he fell out of a tree once. And so God will give you things that you don't know, but he knows, and he'll give you a picture. Or maybe he'll just give you a feeling. You can feel depressed for a person. You can feel their depression, or you can feel their excitement. You can feel their concern. Wow, there's heaviness here. You're, you got something ahead of you that's really taking your mind, isn't it? Yeah, how do you know? I didn't know. Well, what is it? I'll tell you. Well, can I pray for you? So the prophecy opens the door to helping someone with something that they're maybe carrying or maybe a simple, it, it says encouragement, edification, or comfort. Maybe they need comfort for something they've been through. Maybe they need to be built up because they, they got knocked down. And so you're going to give them this word that's going to build them up. You can do it at, without anybody knowing. You can do it at a restaurant with a waiter without the waiter knowing. Oh, I just want you to know that I'm, I'm going to prophesy over you now. Oh, weird. <laughs> you know, you say, you know, I had this interesting thought when you were, were walking over here. I had this thought that you, I don't know why, I, you, you just went through something really hard, didn't you? They tear up and they say, how did you know that? I said, I didn't know it. That's the gift of prophecy, that you say what you see and God will allow you to see things that can help somebody else. We, we encourage, we comfort. So that's a wonderful gift. So how many have, have experienced, I know that you've done a, some level of prophesying before. Okay, about half of you. So I'm assuming that the rest of you want that. So we're just going to pray now as a group and pray for that. And then get in groups of three at the most four and you can all practice together and you just sit and you one of you says I'll go first and you don't have to look at them you can you can just think about them or you can look at them and as you look at them God will give you something an image a picture. You don't have to say, I don't think it'll work for me. 
don't check out before you get started. This is not hard to do. This is when things happened in a different way at, at Lutheran Renewal when we weren't listening to Rick Joyner and John Paul Jackson. We were doing it ourselves. So Father, we thank you for this wonderful gift, this gift of prophecy. And uh, it's for men and women. It's for adults and children. It's for those who want to be used to build up other people. So it's an outward. You're not prophesying to yourself. You're prophesying to someone else. And you will have a multitude of experiences if you give yourself to it of people saying, I don't know how you knew that. Or I don't know why you said that, but it sure fits my situation. And you didn't know their situation. But God speaks to you. And you can do it over the phone with friends, with neighbors, with relatives. Even relatives that you may not like very much. But you're going you're gonna to bless them with a word. So Father, release this gift of prophecy in this church in fresh new ways so that they can experience it on whenever they gather together with people who are thinking about others and wanting to build them up. Any questions before we break up? Any questions about prophecy? Any questions about tongues? Okay, at the most four, group, uh, just uh, get together in little groups. Three or four, or two, if you want to just do it, two of you, if you're, you're good friends and you want to just do it back and forth, that, that would be another way of doing it. But make sure everybody has got to have at least one person, maybe two. I can, we can take this.